0: Welcome to the YTY show, where all the questions you've never asked will be told as
1: the stories you've never heard.
0: Hey guys, really sorry for delaying this podcast. I had some technical difficulties because of which I couldn't do it. Then I hope you really enjoy this one. This is about weight loss. I know you've heard about it so many times, but then this is something that has worked for me almost continuously for three years and it has helped almost 10 other people i hope you really enjoy it i have put in quite a good amount of work into this uh, podcast i hope you really enjoy it thank you take care hey geo welcome to the show
1: thank you deja Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah.
0: Uh, So I'm guessing, you know, this is some story that has been told so many (laughs) times that people are vexed with it, but then let us try and see if we can uh, bring a new aspect to it or, you know, kind of uh, structure it uh, so that, you know, people can get a better feeling of what we're trying to do here. So Jio and I are actually uh, really close friends. Um, He was, uh, uh, he was a graduate student when I was doing my PhD um, and we've the reason we really became good friends is because our pursuit for uh, fat loss—I <laughs> <laughs> think that is how I should put it, I guess. The
1: fat brought us together.
0: <laughs> yeah, the fat b- brought us together. Uh, Geo and I are voracious eaters. Uh, we've uh, we eat a lot, and so as you would know, we both are like super fat since childhood, if I'm not wrong. But I guess, of course, during a
1: slightly on the heavier side, (laughs) definitely.
0: I mean, I was definitely I was about 110 kilograms uh, or that's approximately 220, 240 pounds when I was in my 10th grade and I, I lost quite a bit during my undergraduate, but then my body tends to always put the weight back on me. Uh, but then something that I've always uh, suffered with, in my opinion, you know, I've always had that problem with me of gaining the weight back, which I think a lot of people do.
1: Yeah, us fat guys always yo-yo up and down. Yeah,
0: so yeah. that's true. So, I mean, and I think the reason that we're doing this today is because, in my opinion, we have finally hacked a way of uh, staying slim, at least uh, I know eight months of the year or something like that. You know uh, uh, because geo is. I, I would say
1: uh, 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 we we've come across a more scientific way of losing fat. I guess we can put it that way, or a, or a more practical way of losing fat. You know I think because uh, uh, you know like Teja is going to speak. Uh, I think this particular program is something that uh, when we did stick to it, we did see a lot of results fast, and it wasn't difficult to do. Right, so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. so. Uh, in my opinion, uh, the way that we have uh, made this particular program is so easy in in certain ways that you know anyone can actually lose weight. You know, uh, I think our good friend uh, Vijay, uh, good friend Nikhil, yeah. uh, Sunaina.
1: Oh, Sunaina had a, quite a transformation.
0: Yeah, I mean Sunaina was like a humongous. She, she was the master. ideal person. And, uh, she implemented everything.
1: You know, she uh, she stuck
0: to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I guess even Drithin, uh, he 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 mm. he. So we, we have at least like ten winners who came out of this who actually found good results. But then of course, uh, it the downside of it is something that we will definitely discuss about it towards the end. It definitely requires your mm. mental strength. Yeah. So, so I'll tell you what I have kind of uh, figured out in the past three years is that. I tend to do my program of weight loss just three months in a year. Mm -hmm. That is about uh, usually from October to December. That is my usual ideal time. I don't know why. The new year resolution time. (laughs) Yeah, 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 your resolution (laughs) time. I don't don't know. I I want to reach my resolution even before, you know, it is resolution time (laughs) or something like that, uh, but then I eat like a happy man, regular food, rice and subji and whatever that is, uh, like burgers, pizzas, whatever I want throughout the year. And then I, I just diet for three months. And I think that kind not it is not even a strict diet in my opinion. And I, so this has kind of kept me happy throughout the past three years where, you know, it is not like, I, I know people who are lifelong dieters. Or lifelong, you know, stress themselves out, which in my opinion is not the right way because you also have to enjoy life, right? (laughs) So, you can't keep, yeah, you can't keep watching your carbs all the time and, you know, you can't keep like, yeah, I mean, counting calories and stuff like that. So, I mean, I guess
1: to make it absolutely clear, you know, uh, it, it would be much better if we were also more consistent throughout the year, but then, you know, we're just being honest, yeah.
0: So this is a program that actually Gio introduced me to, and you know when I, w- I was actually trying to lose weight uh, back in two thousand thirteen.
1: Or the or the or the
0: inception happened in your mind, yeah. <laughs> the book is called yeah. Four Hour Body by Tim Ferriss, Timothy Ferriss, and it. I think it kind of changed our lives. What do you think, Gio?
1: Definitely. I mean, I, I guess before reading the book, so I'll just tell you a bit of background. Uh, you know about how I came across the book. So I I think I. S- So, you know, the first time I came across this book, I, you know, I'm a voracious reader as well as a voracious eater. So (laughs) I I just consume things that I find on the internet, right? So I think it's, it's not a very healthy habit, but then I just love doing it. So I think I came across um, Tim Ferriss's uh, website, uh, which uh, he he had, uh, you know, a couple of years. uh, He started, I think, around uh, five, six years back. So, you know, I came across this uh, uh, small article where he was talking about uh, the four-hour body and, you know, he had a lot of uh, advice on, you know, avoid white carbs and, you know, it all sounded pretty intriguing, right? So then, you know, I just went out and, you know, bought the book on Kindle right. and uh, I started reading it. So the thing is, it was very interesting. I think it was one of those books that really appealed to me because everything was really put up in a scientific manner. And it was given in bite-sized chunks, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. And and it was a beautiful book. It covered everything from supplementation to weight loss to exercise. It was quite fascinating. So, well, well, me being me, you know, I started reading it. Right, and uh, mm-hmm. I said, "Well, uh, knowing the person that I am, I don't think I'm going to ever follow through this." So you <laughs> know, I just I just cast it to a side. So I was like, "Well, Teja seems to be doing something. He's like cycling. God knows. I mean, how many kilometers were you cycling at that time? I think." Like I, 10 I think kilometers. I was doing-
0: no 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 I was I was actually doing I was going to our associate professor's <coughs> house almost uh, to, to, to the station that they were staying and coming back that's uh-huh. I think one way was about seven kilometers or something so it was about 14 kilometers up and down yeah so it looked
1: very exhausting to me so I was like okay probably I should you know probably just give him this book so that you know maybe he's so committed maybe he'll, he'll find a better way because I felt you know the, uh, right. the way Tim Ferriss had put out the stuff you know it was much better and so yeah that's right. the point I guess when you found it uh, and you started Reading and you were also absolutely taken because absolutely fetching, right? The way he writes is uh, is extremely captivating. That's true. I that think is the first uh, what was that chapter, Theda, which you read the the Hiraku moment, or uh, I don't think I'm spelling.
0: I think the terminology there is that you have to reach a point where you suddenly realize, shit, my life is going not in a direction that I want to. And then you suddenly realize that, and that is the moment that you start working towards a certain thing that you want to achieve. I, uh, so I, I, like every
1: other day for me. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah.
0: Uh, so. Uh, so maybe I, I can put out the basic regimen uh, to the listeners out there. So it is a three-legged uh, program that uh, even Tim Ferriss talks about and what we followed. Um, The first leg of it is, of course, diet and the second leg of it is uh, exercise and the third leg of it is supplementation. And so over the past uh, three years, I've I've done a data survey uh, of whoever I met and I took down notes and what I found out from about 355 people is that 80% of them agree that diet is most important. 95% 95% of people agree that exercise is the most important thing and only 5% of all of them just think that supplementation is important and uh, almost 90% of them think that supplementation is bad. Of course, it is definitely something uh, speculative. My my own wife, she doesn't advise me on taking any supplementations, but then... Uh, I I've done it in the past and I've seen good results with it and I don't overdo it end of the day. They're not like steroids or something that I keep taking and, you know, pumping it up or something. Uh, but then, yeah, so I followed this three-legged method for, uh, weight loss
1: based on Tim Ferriss's book, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. I think, think at this Ferris's point, let,
1: let's, uh, tell the listeners about, uh, just the, this skeleton of the program and, uh, Uh, you know starting with food obviously i think because uh, diet and food is i is one of the most important factors which decide whether you really get fat or not i mean you can always maintain your weight with a proper diet so i think let's start with food because see typically when you know even i think about okay what should i eat right i mean i obviously i mean being a voracious eater i just gravitate to the tastiest thing that i can find now uh, the question is you know like what do you eat what don't you eat right uh uh, i mean it, it's a big question like you have a diet saying that you know uh, you have the gm diet i think the gm diet is one of those popular in india right i mean at least among the people that i've come across right gm diet is one of those things ki, you know they swear by uh, so i think let's start with diet teja like you know so what was this 4 hour body diet and you know how did you really adapt it to the indian uh environment because again see uh, listeners the book that Tim Ferriss rit- had written was, was more you know uh, targeted towards the american population so you know he had a lot of advice for americans but uh you know in the indian environment we did have a few struggles implementing what he said so i think uh, and you know and you did a pretty good job of actually
0: uh, coming out with a diet plan. So I think, yeah, so out. I think, yeah, that, yeah, I think that's the perfect, uh, place to start off. Uh, because I remember, uh, reading the book and I was super impressed. And <laughs> uh, I, I am, I am, a, I am, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, I mean, you were, you used to eat meat, so you never had a problem, yeah. but then when I re- he, yeah, yeah, of course. So I I am a, so I am a uh, vegetarian. My, my wife is a vegetarian. My family is a vegetarian and we've technically never eaten mm. meat. So in, and that is also the case with most Indian people. Um, most Indians do not eat meat uh, during uh, their weekdays. Yeah. usually it is only one day of the week that is like Sunday they go into the market and you know they buy the chicken or they buy the mutton or something and they eat it Uh, and Tim Ferriss talks about red meat, white meat and I didn't even know the differentiation between all of those things and he's like only eat red meat or only eat white meat or you know he was basically telling eat meat uh, basically means that try to consume more protein than uh, anything else so that and That was the major struggle for me initially till I actually found out that our dal or pappu in Telugu or dal in Hindi or parpa in Tamil, uh, etc. Or the lentil in uh, or lentil in in English is as much proteinaceous as meat. And I was I was flabbergasted at this point. I was like, "Okay, you know what? Let's do Papu diet." Or you know, hmm. we used to call it Papu diet because it was all it was all Papu generous all, helping all, all, all of dal, dal. dal lentil. Yeah. So we kind of came we came up with this uh, Papu diet, and we started uh, uh, actually putting up the entire thing together. Uh, the first part of the uh, of the diet basically involved me making. Uh, Dal every day as the main ingredient of the food, and then once we have papu or once we have dal as the staple food, we can use that staple food instead of the staple food that you're already using. So we literally replaced rice, which is like the staple food, or the chapati or the you know tortilla that they call in the United States. Rice down
1: south. And yeah. uh, I guess wheat up north in India at least.
0: Yeah, yeah. so I we, we literally replaced that with uh, dal. And we used to make our own curries or we used to make our own, uh, you know, sabzi or we used to make our own boiled vegetables or egg or whatever it is. But then instead of eating with rice, we used to eat it with dal. I think that was the f- most... Disgusting, horrible, <laughs> uh, weird thing that oh, we did tested, in the it start. It took a lot then, of
1: time to get used to it. It took I mean, a lot I, of time. I still time. remember, I guess, when yeah. when we started, and, and you just you know brought this huge bowl of dal. Obviously, I was grateful that you were cooking because I didn't know a shred of cooking. But I just looked at it with disgust. Yeah, I was actually I'm so pissed off because it does get getting some used so, to. So, it. so the yeah, core yeah.
0: point here is that one is uh, dal or uh, lentil is proteinaceous, humongous amounts of protein. The second thing is that dal has carbohydrates which are called slow carbs because in, in your rice, rice is basically nothing but starch, literally starch. There's nothing else in it. So when you eat refined. rice, the refined, yeah, starch. refined starch, you can say that. And so when you eat rice, what happens is that when it enters your body, in my opinion, you know, it immediately becomes glucose, enters your blood and uh, there is... The, the amount of glucose entering into your blood suddenly is high and there's a good chance it might turn it into fat. While if you kind of mix all the carbohydrates with proteins, the the amount of time it takes for you to digest and for it to be absorbed in your intestines is longer than just eating rice, which kind of ends up being a slow carb instead of a fast carb.
1: So Teja, what's the science behind this whole thing? I mean, how, how exactly does this work? I mean, what's the difference between a slow carb and a fast carb? I mean, you've explained it, but then scientifically speaking, how does it really work? So,
0: I mean, imagine when you're eating your food, right? I mean, when you you put food inside your mouth, it goes into your stomach, your stomach digests it. uh, Then slowly it goes into your intestines and digestion continues while absorption also starts off. So when it goes into your stomach and goes into your intestines, if it is a simple carb or a fast carb, what happens is that it digests fast number one and number two is that it gets absorbed also faster in the intestines so uh, this is a problem actually even for you know diabetic people you know they shouldn't have anything that digests fast so when it goes into your intestines and becomes glucose and enters into your blood Your glycemic index or the amount of glucose per ml of blood suddenly rises. So there's a glycemic peak. So in scientific terms, it is called glycemic peak. So there is a sudden increase in your glycemic uh, index. And uh, what happens is that your body tries to clear that uh, glucose out of your blood immediately. Because... Uh, increase in glucose can lead to change in ph levels and other kinds of stuff uh, i might be slightly wrong there but then approximately the same thing so it kind of ca- it can change a lot of different things so your body what it does is it it secretes insulin which starts a process yeah. of consumption for the cells so imagine the so when the uh, 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 what do you call insulin is released, your body tries to absorb as much as it can, but then cells do not absorb anything more than what they want. So they need secondary storage sources and the secondary storage sources or primary storage sources are your fat cells. So if Mm. you eat fast carb, what happens is that your body is being supplied with more amount of energy than it really requires. So it goes ahead and stores your energy in your fat cells, which are like batteries for you. But then whenever your body later requires your, uh, uh, energy, it not, it it doesn't always go back to your fat cells and tries to, uh, uh, take it from there. It rather just waits for you to eat some more food so that, you know, it enters into your blood and starts consuming again. So this is like, a although a weird process that the body does. That is what it does. So you sh- if you can make sure that at any point of time, your glycemic index is not peaking, you can make sure that your body is not storing any fat, but then just utilizing it in your day to day activities so okay. so that is the basic science behind i might be wrong at a, at certain levels but then you know basic science behind the entire thing
1: so teja i mean uh what would you say to a beginner who, who wants to lose weight and you know uh, they're listening to this and uh, they're like okay four hour body sounds fancy and you've uh, you've sort of uh, uh, made it for the indian
0: environment so
1: could you just probably tell tell like a checklist of stuff that they should and should not eat so that you know absolutely
0: off. so I, I can give you a vegetarian and a non vegetarian uh, view to it so that you can uh, you can follow whichever you want so the the main main point is do not start exercising right away that is in my opinion the worst thing you can do because a lot of people start off exercise and diet at the same time which in my opinion i also did and then i had, I, I failed and then i had to restart it in a proper way So what happens when you start both exercise and diet at the same time is that your body is consuming more energy than what it is used to. You will have headaches, you will have mood changes, you will have all sorts of shitty things happening to you, which will ultimately, oh yeah, remember that. ultimately lead you to not follow the diet or the exercise in the first place. So in my opinion, you should always start the diet first, at least so perfect the diet and then move yeah, on to other. Absolutely. Things, yeah? So you should, you should start the diet in my opinion, first, at least three, two to three weeks prior to you starting any form of exercise any form of exercise
1: so i mean could you uh, could you possibly describe for the listeners uh, a a day uh, you know a, a complete uh, recipes of the complete day you know starting with breakfast then followed by lunch and dinner what you did you know uh,
0: yeah absolutely uh, for... so you know what i'll actually after this is over i might as well actually put it into the show notes as to what my morning was what my afternoon yeah. was what my evening was so I uh, would be very healthy. yeah so i i would get up in the morning um the first thing mm-hmm. that I would do is drink loads of water so I mean I, I used to do this What do you mean by loads uh, Approximately 3 3 liters is what I used to push myself to nothing more than that Oh my god Yeah <laughs> uh, so and the thing is I used to drink cold water at this point of time So uh, you you might ask mm-hmm. me why cold water it is simple thermodynamics, dude. Uh, thing is, your okay. uh, cold is basically absence of heat. Hot is the presence of heat. So presence of heat is energy being present, and absence of heat is basically energy being absent. So if you were if you drink cold water, your body spends energy to heat the water up because you do not want your body to be cold, right? We are warm-blooded animals. So our body will increase the temperature of the water that you're drinking. So you will spend energy in actually uh, uh, heating up the water and hence lose some energy in the form of fat or in the form of whatever. So you you expend some energy. So that is like a very simple way of losing uh, weight. You drink cold water. So here I used to first thing in the morning wake up Uh, drink one liter of water and at this point of time I will have to go to the restroom (laughs) and once I come out of the restroom I would try and finish the next two liters of water. So while I do the, uh, while I'm drinking water I will go ahead and boil two eggs I used to boil two eggs which used to be my Mm -hmm. primary source of uh, protein in the morning, approximately 200 calories of food going into my mouth. So Two eggs are are the first things that I used to have along with uh, uh, along with water. See, the thing is, you need not exactly do what I do, and this is this is what I'm talking about. Is after I had perfected my food uh, intake, I remember you used to have a lot of problem drinking one liter of water itself, while I used to like pump in like three liters of water. Uh, so it's like, what is yeah. a maniac doing? <laughs> yeah. So so yeah so. Uh, do not do not immediately force yourself into drinking water. You might puke also, and you know? there's a good chance you will puke. So, but I uh, guess
1: the most important thing here is the intake of protein in the morning. Because yes. uh, most people, uh, you know, take a lot of. Um, uh, easily digestible carbs in the morning uh, everything from cereal so i guess cereal is bad for you right i don't S- think it's it a dude i i'll tell you for an, for
0: a, for an indian guy the mm-hmm. most best or you know the wrongly publicized uh, food mm-hmm. for the for okay. being the best food in the mornings as breakfast is idli at least in the at least in south the india rice it it is literally idli idli is like is like refined rice literally refined <laughs> rice and make it into cakes and you're eating it with like small dippings of sambar okay i i can at least say sambar is like lentil soup yeah. so you have some sambar protein there but then you you literally dip it in uh, sambar and eat you would never eat good amounts of sambar in the morning you just eat rice uh, idli more than sambar which is not a good thing so yeah so try to avoid that and go for you know some other f- source of protein so i i used to do Two of these things, I either eat two uh, eggs in the morning or I, I used to just buy whey protein off the market, shake it and drink it, you know, and I used to take like one cup of it, which is about 250 calories, according to the, according to the, this thing. So I get good amount of uh, calorie intake in the morning. I'm not saying I'm taking less amount of carbs. I am taking approximately 200 250 calories in the morning.
1: But, you know, I'd like to make a point here. I guess, you know, eating uh, whole eggs, boiled eggs really fills you up, Right. So I mean, you're not really hungry throughout the day, you know, that's also one thing that I also felt was eating two boiled eggs in the morning really does fill you up and it's pretty healthy and... And again, a lot of people tend to talk, toss the yolk, but then I guess that's the discussion yeah. for
0: the day. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, screw, screw that. You know, you can eat every, anything and everything. You yeah. know, eat the entire yolk. It is really good for you. It has triglycerides. It, no, not triglycerides. Shit, shit. Sorry. Uh, what is that? <laughs> Omega three fatty acids. It has yeah. good, uh, the, the so-called good the the so called good fat and the everything that you know people talk about. It has everything that you want. Uh, so that is that is the that is so breakfast. breakfast. is done. So that is number yeah. one. Breakfast is done. So then, in the breakfast time, I mean, you, while I was eating my eggs and I used, I, I was drinking my water. I used to uh, use the pressure cooker to make uh, dal, and it doesn't take anything more than three whistles. It'll, it'll use three whistles or four whistles, and it'll be done in literally in like fifteen minutes. Not even more than fifteen minutes, including heating up and cool down times. So you need to heat up the entire thing and cool it down, right? So everything included, it was, it was fifteen minutes. Uh, I used to, so whatever vegetables I had in my, in my apartment, I used to just add them to the dal uh, while making them. So everything used to get boiled. So, I mean, this was the initial part. So less amount of work on making your food also accounts to how much longer you can do this process. If you keep making a process longer and tiresome, you start hating the entire process also in my opinion. And I used Mm. to invest good amounts of money into masala. Okay. I used to add lo- different types of masalas to my food so that it still tastes really good. I mean, you need not, your, your, your food need not be bland. It can be nice fried. You can add small amounts of oil. Oil also is not a problem. It is wrongly displayed in the, in the, in the community these days that oil is bad. Then small amounts of oil is also pretty decent. Carbs are the ones that you should go against. So... That is the second part. So I just used to make dal in the afternoon. And this used to be th- the dal that I used to use is about one cup. So for both of us, I used to make two cups of dal. So it, it, so that is nothing more than 400 to 500 calories. And so it, it is pretty good amount of calories. I'm not talking about a small amount of calories. For 500 calories is like a good amount of calories for your afternoon lunch. But then it is slow carb, yeah. right? So yeah. I, I, would, I would make this dal for the afternoon. And I would pack it for my lunchbox and I would take it or I would come back in the afternoons and eat. And then once I'm done with this, I would uh, try to dry fry or, uh, you know, what is that called? Uh, Sauté some uh, (laughs) onions or sauté some, uh, uh, you know, uh, palli. Palli is the groundnut. I would saute all sorts of nuts and ground nuts and everything and add it to my dal if I come back in the afternoons. If I do not come back in the afternoons, I used to just eat it the way it is. So for lunch, a big bowl of dal, peanuts, onions. So I used to saute onions and tomatoes and uh, your ground nuts and make it really nice and tasty and add it to my food and have yeah, a good solid lunch. And the solid lunch used to be pretty stupendously filling. It used to be... I mean, I used to be like so full at the end of it that, you know, I I literally had to force myself sometimes to just finish all the food that I brought. So this used to be my afternoon. And the third thing that I used to do in the evenings is actually even, even more fun because what I used to do for my evening food is that use dal itself as a ingredient to make powder. So I used to add, uh, you know, yellow lentil. I used to add white lentil. Not, yeah, I think you have green lentil, brown lentil, g- any kind of lentils you have. I used to make a powder of it. Just make a powder out of it. Add water to it, and you make a small uh, paste of it, which basically can be used as a way of making dosas. You can just make dosas out of these things. Yeah, the healthy dosa. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the healthy dosa. So you know, they I think here they call call it creeps crepes they think they call it crisps or rice crisps or something like that. so this is actually lentil crepes that that i used to make and you can make sambar or you can make uh, some other curry or whatever that you want along with it or egg burji or whatever you want and you make these dosas and you eat in the eat the dosas in the evenings so this is something that i used to do at least uh, so I, this is what i follow at least 3 months and in a year and i start my uh, diet at least two to three weeks before I start off my exercises. And I think that that's like the easiest way of doing it. Just to recap, so avoid white carbs, obviously. I mean, white
1: foods, right? Uh, The second thing, have protein first thing in the morning, right? So you're not hungry. Uh, Drink lots of cold water if possible. And and then slowly start uh, substituting things. If you can't do it all at once, uh, just slowly start bringing the slow carb diet the four hour body diet yeah i think uh, i think then we can just move on to exercise so what what sort of exercise did you do i mean was it vigorous was it every day
0: so i mean i i before we start off this i wanted to add one small uh, hack that we found at least for the Indian market whenever we were hungry in the evenings oh, yeah. you used to get hungry like all the fucking... Sorry, I should not be are using right, that word. Nah, you used to be hungry all the time, dude. I, I, you know, you have to... I still have. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, uh, so, the hack that we found here is Haldiram's, okay? Haldiram's, like, literally saved our lives so many times. Haldiram's sells these, uh, uh, you know, fried... Uh, pa- small 5-rupee packets of uh, whether it is uh, groundnuts or it is uh, green lentils. So, it used to... It used to give you fried versions of these things, which are pretty decent. And they're not fried in oil or anything. They're like dry fried stuff. They're pretty decent. They're pretty healthy. And you can just buy a 5 rupee thing and yeah. they'll fill you up. I mean, they'll fill you up for at least uh, next 2-3 to three hours and you may not really worry about it. So, I think Haldiram's kind of helped us there. So, as of course you asked me, uh, the next part is of course exercise. And this is the most beautiful part about exercise, okay? I... Do not do any kind of rigorous exercises. They're always slow and continuous type of exercises, uh, which basically include nothing but a medium jog or a walk. I wouldn't
1: call them slow, but uh, definitely short in length. Yeah,
0: short in length. Yeah, short in length. And like, I mean, you we could have just done the walk also, in my opinion. I mean, we used to jog a little bit because it kind of gives us a feeling of uh, workout and we used to sweat accomplishment, accomplishment <laughs> and sweating uh, energy. But then when you run, your muscles are the ones that are immediately woken up and all the energy inside your muscle is drained out. So your muscle can also st- store good amounts of uh, energy the same way your fat cells can. So your muscle will kind of take out all the energy from it and ex- you know it, it, it uses it up when you're running it.
1: All its reserves of glycogen. Right,
0: all all glycogen reserves are taken out. And glycogen is not bad for you. They're not storing fat inside you, right? They're just storing energy for immediate yeah, it's requirement.
1: It's basically an energy source. Well. Right.
0: But then when you walk, what happens is that your body thinks that, oh, you know what? I'm not using anything for rigorous exercises. I do not need this energy immediately. So let me use the energy from fat cells, which is my reserves, rather than using it off from my muscle. So it kind of creates this uh, thing or environment for the body, which uh, thinks that I I need not immediately use this uh, glycogen from the muscles rather than I'll, I'll, I'll start spending my reserves because this is what my body needs right now. So it, okay. it depends very hugely there. Okay. So make sure that you walk rather than you run when, whenever you're doing your exercises because At least you depends, are... right. no, I'm saying even, even later on, uh, even later on, you need not, you na- you need not ever run. If you want to see, I'll tell you one more thing. If you're running a lot, you're also risking your knees, uh, into getting arthritis early. And if, if you are a fat person, which the, the same way that I was, you're at a higher risk of damaging your knees than you're at uh, damaging when you're a light guy. If you remember Vijay also used to say the same thing, boss, I cannot run. If I run at this weight, <laughs> I, my knees my, my will give yeah. out. Uh, and it is true. And he actually just did. And even Sunaina, she did the same thing. She walked. All mm-hmm. she did is walk. And if she did not walk, she would have worn out her uh, uh, knees. So it is actually better, much better to just walk. But then walk the so distance. How much okay? should a
1: person walk? I mean, like how many say minutes or kilometers? It or is
0: whatever? never minutes. Okay, understand this. It is never minutes. Always the distance, always focus on the distance. Make, so imagine you have, so for us, it was always four or five rounds around our apartment complex, right? So in my opinion, the one, yeah. one, one round around the uh, apartment complex was approximately three fourths of a kilometer. So we used to do like five rounds so that we, we kind of finished like four kilometers or something like that. So always make sure that you do the four rounds, but then do the four rounds walking rather than running. So, and there is another trick to this. So if you want to actually increase your stamina, increase your basal metabolic rate or increase your fat loss percentage in the one kilometer that you walk, do three fourths of a kilometer by a slow walk. I mean, general, gen, regular walk that you do and that one fourth okay. of a kilometer or like a hundred meters, you sprint. Now you sprint like a mad guy, like literally, you know, someone, some, a dog is chasing you, you know, you sprint. So you, you go for that just half kilometer, I mean, quarter kilometer or that hundred meters out of that one kilometer as a sprint and then slowly bring your heart rate down in the next three, fourth kilometer that you walk and do that sprint again. And you repeat this two to three times. You are Definitely losing more weight, you're definitely increasing your basal metabolic rate, both of which will actually, uh, you know, increase your uh, uh, chances of uh, losing fat faster. So, so
1: you're saying just run. No, uh, what are any other form of exercise? uh, What should people look at? Uh, What other exercises do you recommend? I mean, uh, should they go to the gym? What should they do?
0: So, just start off slow, have your have your uh metabolism or your body adjusts to the diet first start off with the exercise at any level i mean whether it is one kilometer walking or you know five kilometers walking uh, start off with some exercise now this is your first month and once you're finished with your first month is when you would want to start with the bigger guns that is like you're you're, you're at the end of your first month you know you're confident about your entire process and you you at this point you would start seeing about 5 kilograms of reduction already if you've if you have started this so your 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 mind and your mentally very happy that you know you're losing weight So this is the point you start off with the second level of exercises. Now this can be any random thing that your, uh, you know, your gym instructor can tell you any random thing that your, uh, uh, your uh, uh, friends in the gym can tell you, you know, you know, if you do this, you'll increase your chest. If you do this, you'll increase your biceps, do all of them. I mean, uh, there's no restriction for it, but then if you want to lose weight super fast the best exercise for you is something called as kettlebells. Yeah. So uh, all, we are, all we are going to do is swing these kettlebells in a certain way. And you might, when you see the exercises, you might just think that, oh man, this is pretty easy. I can do it. Oh, but they are brutal. <laughs> believe me <laughs> they're brutal I mean believe me I mean, they're, they're so bad you you, you would like uh, the first time it, I did it 60 takes so,
1: it, it takes very less time though but, yeah uh,
0: absolutely less than, it, less than a minute less than a minute and you know I, I didn't believe when you know Tim Ferriss said you know oh man you, you do 100 of these you are done for the day I was like what is this guy talking dude you know I can do it I can do 200 of these you know shouldn't oh, be a problem God, I remember I did 50 <laughs> And I had to force myself 50. And I'm telling you, this is towards the end. I mean, I was already pretty fit. I was doing good amount of exercises. I did 50 and I literally fell down on the floor and I was sleeping for like five (laughs) minutes after that. I did not want to get up. It is brutal. I mean, absolutely brutal. But then just, this is like fastest thing that you can do. Hit 100 in one day and you're done. And this this takes less than like 10 minutes less than 10 minutes and you hit 100 uh, overall and you're done for the day really speaking
1: so but it's an effective fat burning uh, exercise I mean super the effective best thing I liked about it was see again you need to check with yourself whether you are strong enough to do it but if you are and uh, it actually gets the work done in so less time and that's what I love about it
0: oh yeah, yeah absolutely and it's a full body exercise if you think about it 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 works your arms, it works your back, it works your uh, thighs, it works your chest. Almost yeah. almost every muscle in your body is at work when you're doing kettlebells and that is one of the reasons that it is so popular and one of the fastest way of losing weight.
1: Yeah, the only thing I guess in most Indian gyms at least down south it, it's not a very uh, a common thing. It's not it's not yeah, it's not seen
0: commonly. Yeah. yeah. So
1: you but so you can the, go ahead and invest in buying more. No, you know what
0: do not, do not do not no my my opinion do not. Oh, okay. Uh, you okay. if you remember you and you and I we used to use just dumbbells. Oh, yeah, yeah. Use the dumbbell. Yeah, we just used to use dumbbells. And we, we with the dumbbell, we were able to do kettlebell exercises. You have to be slightly uh, careful not to knock your genitals off. <laughs> but then uh, as long as, you know, you take certain care, you... you oh, you yeah, now work. I remember. Yeah, I think you can put
1: that up in the link because people know, like, probably yeah. how to
0: do it. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's it's super simple. And I, if I'm not wrong, even uh, Tim Timferish in, in a video shows as to yeah, how you I think can he, do... Yeah, he does show uh, Yeah, he, he shows as to how to do it with a regular dumbbell. Yeah, so that is that with exercises, Geo.
1: So, let's then uh, move on to supplementation and other hacks, right? So, uh, I, I mean, mean, do supplementation they do things, and
0: other hacks. I mean,
1: but do these things really work? I mean, see, I, I personally have my doubts. I'm not sure, see, because, see, typically when you start off a program, I think we were doing everything together. So, it, it was very difficult to pinpoint, but, but what's your opinion anyway?
0: So, I, be, or you and me, both of us basically followed uh, two regular supplementations. Yeah, yeah which were, uh, one was green tea extract and the other one was garlic extract. My wife is already looking at me very seriously saying that if you take any of those (laughs) supplementations, I'm going to kill you. But then... See, I, nothing happened to me, in my opinion, during that, that particular point of time. Uh, and there's a good amount of literature also available on it. I mean, we, we can never be sure as to how well regulated these supplements are. That's true. But then there's a good amount of uh, uh, literature on it saying the, the advantages of taking green tea extract and uh, garlic extract. Now... The immediate question or, you know, reasoning that I I get from uh, people who I meet is that, you know, I always drink green tea. I drink two to three glasses every day. Uh, It is all good and there's never a problem. Uh, uh, Green tea, I always feel makes me super rejuvenated whenever I drink green tea. But then what I've understood, what I have to always tell them again is that if you want to get the benefits of green tea, you'll have to drink approximately two gallons of it each day.
1: Yeah, yeah, quite. A, you'll
0: have to drink quite a bit. That's uh, true. Quite a bit, yeah. So, and people put honey into it. They put all sorts of things which will fatten them up again. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, just to give the <laughs> so, li- listeners a bit of a background, like, uh, so typically when
1: a study is done in a laboratory, uh, now imagine green tea uh, extracts or the active ingredient in green tea, uh, ECGC is given off to uh, lab rats to see if it actually makes them lose weight. It's given in huge doses right now typically a traditional news outlet like a website or a newspaper picks this research up and the way they report it is yes uh, you know have a cup of green tea it'll make you lose weight but the actual study was not that the, the actual study must, might have given 20 or 40 times the dose of a single uh, cup of uh, green tea right so that is why i right. think uh, right. most people like tim ferris they they say that you know if you really want to see the effect of um, Fat loss, you need to uh, prescribe to a dosage that is that was initially followed in the actual scientific study,
0: yeah. And I think the same thing goes with uh, garlic, also. <laughs> How many can you pop before your? Yeah? <laughs> Yeah. 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 So g- garlic. So y- y- you can eat garlic. Oh God. That is good. Uh, all is nice <laughs> and fine. But then, how much of garlic can you eat? And if you eat too much of, so a single tablet approximately has about five to six pearls, uh, worth of, uh, garlic extract or you know garlic's uh, this uh active compound. But then, if you were to eat that same amount of garlic, y- you would actually have stomach ache and you will have uh, a really bad. Uh, uh, you'll end up in the restroom and you might be spending quite a good amount of time there. So it is not advisable to take garlic in such humongous amounts in its raw form. But then the advantage of having garlic uh, extract is that uh, it can go ahead and targetedly kill or apoptize uh, fat cells. So there is something that I have to tell you here. So. Like your nerve or your other type of uh, undying or non-dying cells, fat cells, adipose, or li- cells. adipose tissue, is yeah. not is also an undying type of cell. It doesn't die, so it it goes into your once you once you have a new adipose cell created, it will keep surviving almost throughout your life. So even if you lose fat right now. If you were to stop your exercises and stop your diet or something like that later, you would start putting up that weight back on. And the reason for that is because there is a storage uh, uh, vault available for your body to store food. So imagine you do not have a storage vault. Your body cannot store food that easily. So the reason uh, garlic extract tablet would help you is by whenever you're losing fat and there is an empty adipose tissue or adipose cell it would targetedly go to that particular cell and apoptize it and that is the advantage of uh, taking garlic acid so that is where the supplementation can help you especially
1: sure and uh, what would cold exposure i mean this is something i believe that we did and uh
0: Uh, That was also talked about by Tim Ferriss, right? Right. So, I mean, we did some nasty experiments ourselves, uh, (laughs) uh, but then... uh, What worked? Let's talk about that. It is simple uh, thermodynamics. Energy is in the form of heat and energy loss in the form form of cold. So your body is continuously spending some amount of energy every day to actually keep yourself at 37 degrees Celsius right so you are every day at this temperature because your body is spending certain amount of energy now imagine you try to reduce your body's temperature even further your body has to work even further to actually create more amounts of heat and hence and the best way of actually creating heat is actually by using up your fat cells or the fat that is present in your body. That is fat is the fastest or the easiest way of conversion from a material into uh, heat. And that is why you have something called as white fat and brown fat and white fat cells and brown fat cells, uh, which convert from one form to the other through which they can actually burn fat and create heat. So, That is the simple thermodynamics of cold exposure. Yeah,
1: I think, uh, uh, so I mean, yeah, yeah, that's about right. uh, So, I mean, based on the scientific studies, what they'd actually discussed was uh, brown adipose tissue, right? So the difference between brown adipose tissue and white adipose tissue is that brown adipose tissue or brown fat cells have larger number of mitochondria, right? And and typically when, uh, if you are in a situation where your environment is cold, These brown adipose tissue is what is immediately burnt off to, you know, uh, try and provide your body warmth, if I'm not, uh, if I'm correct, right? So uh, what uh, Tim Ferriss, and obviously he derived his work from other scientists, uh, is that uh, apply, uh, so uh, brown adipose tissue is mainly found in your neck and in your chest regions and on your back. Right. So, if you do apply some of cold press, uh, cold ice pack onto these parts, um, they do help in, you know, really uh, speeding up
0: fat loss. So, yeah, what you say is uh, true, uh, Geo. I mean, so, if I'm not wrong, you're, you're actually uh, brown... Uh, adipose tissue actually comes from muscles and that is why they have the larger amount of uh, mitochondria so the 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 base the basal cells that actually create muscles and the basal cells that create brown fat are the same while the basal cells that create uh, epithelial cells and the basal cells that create uh, your uh, white adipose tissue are the same so
1: yeah sure so i guess cold exposure is something that you can look at the very end, you know, something fancy. So, Teja, we spoke about cold exposure, but, you know, how how exactly would one go about uh, doing this? I mean, uh, or do, I, do I just have to jump into an ice bath
0: or like, what do I do? <laughs> but then the one that actually helped me quite a bit I, and quite easily was actually a hot. You know, whenever you have a backache or something, you get these hot yeah. pads, right? Instead of hot, you can actually put the same thing inside the freezer and it will actually make a cold pack for you so you can use this cold pack and i used to actually put it on the back of okay. my neck and you 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 will be surprised that your the back of your neck is so much it, it can take so much cold i didn't know that i mean of course there's an initial chill that runs through your body but then i used to just put the cold pack on my on the back of my neck towards the sh- shoulder slightly lower ba- uh, lower neck and i used to just leave it there for like an hour or 2 hours or however time it takes for the pack to reach okay. room temperature so basically your, your your body is using up energy to actually heat up that particular uh, pack of ice so you're losing as much amount of uh, uh, energy as much as the uh, as much as is, as is required to increase the temperature of that particular ice pack from uh, 0 degrees celsius to 37 okay. degrees celsius nice. and you know what a calorie is, right? You know what a calorie is. A calorie is defined as the amount of energy required to increase the temperature of one gram of through water one Celsius, through one right. degree Celsius.
1: Well, your body is anyway burning calories to warm. Yeah. The cold
0: yeah. Energy. Yeah. So that is that with cold exposure. So, right,
1: so we've, we've spoken about food, exercise, supplementation. Now, the most important part, I believe... Uh, the mental strength to carry out <laughs> all of this because I think this is somewhere even I lack. You know, I, I wouldn't say uh, you know it's been easy for me also because I've I've stuck with it sometimes I've I've not so any any suggestions and advice for this like how do you stick through something I like I, I
0: look at it holistically okay and it and you will not see it is true what I'm. Uh, talking is like from a wise wise man's perspective, which is actually a wrong thing to say. A lot of people say after they become successful at a certain thing, oh, no, you shouldn't have uh, done this. You shouldn't have done that. Uh, You know, this is not the right way to do it. I did it this way, but then it is not the right way. You know, people, a lot of people say that, but then I don't want to say that right here. I might be talking from a wise man's perspective, but then in my opinion, at that particular point, whatever you feel, Is whatever you should do and if you want to lose weight that Hiraku moment is the most important thing it has to tell you that you know dude you do this or you're doomed there's there's no future for you or something like that or something from in within should actually push you towards that for me, it, it was actually, you know, uh, I was actually going through a tough time. My PhD was not going well. I was, I had put on good amounts of okay. uh, weight. I, I was not feeling uh, good about myself. And I was into a certain addiction back then, uh, which was, uh, which was tough for me. But then there was one day that, you know, okay. I just thought, you know, screw this, I'm going to turn my life around. I'm going to, and if you remember, that was the, that was the same time when I actually finished about 60% of my PhD work. Also, most of my work was actually done during that point of time. So it, it is a state of mind. And that state of mind is something that you can only achieve when you see that flaw in you and you hate it. You have to hate yourself with all your gut, right? I mean, you have to look into the mirror and say, you know, you disgusting fellow, you know, get your ass up and you know go out and work out or do something. So it has to come from within. I, I, I am not saying I am not saying there is any cheat towards that, but then think of it uh, this way: the 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 simplest way that you could actually train your brain is that if I work out for three months in an year, or do some kind of exercise in an year, nine months I can live without any guilt. Is something that that always pushes me. And that is something that I guess should be enough to motivate anyone. I mean, think about this, Geo. I mean, imagine you're sitting there right now and you're thinking, you know, how do I lose weight or how do I do this? How do I do that? Imagine you can say that. And I mean, I'm pretty sure whenever you know, a lot of people actually eat their food, they're actually feeling guilty about it or, you know, oh, I don't think I should be eating so much. I'll grow fat, blah, blah, blah. So I'm talking to people who are already trying to watch their weight, but then are are, are unable to. The only advice I can give them is just think about it this way. If I work out three months in a year or do exercise three months in a year, the entirety of nine months, I can lay back, eat my pizza, eat my burgers, eat my chocolate, eat my ice creams, eat anything and everything I want and not worry about it absolutely at all. And I think that should be the main motivation factor for uh, Anyone, I mean, at least that that works for me. What do you think about okay. that?
1: Okay, uh, so Teja, I think uh, that sounds uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, I, I I hope this talk uh, helps a lot of people. So just to you know finish it off, you know, uh, would you mind just recapping it
0: all for us? You know, the just take the main points away. Right. So the main points of this talk are basically it is a three legged process: exercise, diet, and supplementation. Exercise basically uh, involves any kind of uh, slow, uh, prolonged exercises like walking or uh, or a sudden rapid or HIIT type of workout. And you can also try out kettlebells. Diet basically includes eat slow carb. And for vegetarians, you can always try papu or dal as the main ingredient of your food. Uh, Try to cook yourself so that you know what you're doing and you know what you're putting into your food. And whenever you go out and eat in your restaurants, also try to make sure that, you know, you order anything, only the curry and not the rice or the chapati. That actually helps a lot. And uh, supplementation is, uh, of course, garlic and green tea extracts. Garlic being an apoptosis factor for adipose tissue and green tea, uh, in general, is like an antioxidant and helps you keep good health because... Yeah, because when, you, when you're doing exercises and when you're doing uh, extensive diet, you might produce more amount of uh, uh, reactive oxygen species than what you would in a general case. So uh, good taking good amounts of green tea is always better. And the last and most important part is actually your mental health and making sure that your mental status to do this workout has to be perfect. And you can always train it by telling it stupid lies. So you you can you can tell yourself that you know you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. Maybe some kind of uh, hypnosis, self-hypnosis always helps. That you know, if you can do this, if you can do it for three months, your nine months is free. If you can do this for three months, your nine months is free. If you can do some amount of self-hypnosis, that always helps. So actually, it is not a three-legged process, but actually a four-legged process. Your mental status or mind control is always something that plays. Nice,
1: nice. I, I really hope this talk helps a lot of people and it's been fun. Thank you for having
0: me on the show. Yeah I mean we should we, we should do this even further. I mean maybe we can go into I a definitely cover a lot later. of other wacky
1: yeah. topics yeah sure coming up.
0: <laughs> All right, thank you Gio. thank you for coming to the thank show. You. I know you, you've had a horribly busy week, but then thank you for finding the time. <laughs> thank you Deja. This podcast was brought to you by Colgate, Close Up, Mercedes-Benz, BMW. Samsung Electronics.
1: Ambani, Tata, no, no, this was all just me. Um, So please like and subscribe so that I can make more. Thank you for your support. Bye.